Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you for joining us today. You can always find us online 24-7 at pathtozion.com and on YouTube as well, of course, if you search for Path to Zion podcast. We are always asking for correspondence. Anyone who would be interested in reaching out to us and connecting in any way, great or small, and you can do that at pathdesignpodcast at gmail.com. And so thank you for listening today, for following along and, and joining in in whatever measure in attempting to rediscover the ancient way that has been lost. It's been forgotten. It has not been handed down to generation after generation. Now that's, that's pretty much a summary of what I'd like to talk about for a little while today. Um, we are back in old school mode. This is an audio only broadcast today on my handheld recorder driving to work. I've almost forgotten what work is. There has not really been any. This is, I believe, the second day I've been out to work since December the 23rd. What in the world is today? I think it's I think it's the 20th, the 21st. I don't know. I should know, right? Today is inauguration day. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to talk about that. So what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about the importance of discipleship. Now, discipleship has become a buzzword in our generation. I remember, I don't know, 20 years ago, how we would do discipleship groups and accountability groups and at that time, we were on staff at a, at a Baptist church, and so, of course, you, you did discipleship slash accountability partners, and there were all kinds of books coming out, how to disciple. Um, home gatherings were starting to kind of pop up in, in, in greater measure um, as, as there was an exodus of, of religion, religious church gatherings, you know, Discipleship became, it really became a marketing tool, if we're going to be honest. And it's kind of continued on along that line ever since. That the discipleship has become going through a book. Uh, a, now, not, not the book, mind you, <laughs> the Bible. But just going through a discipleship mentoring book. Um, you know, how to become like Jesus in 90 days or, you know, all the steps and suggested ideas and programs on what? How to disciple and or, depending on what side you're on, how to become a disciple. And I had the privilege last night to be invited um, to sit in a room with, with several men and basically talk about the function of the body uh, 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 and it gets it's layered and it would take time to explain in its entirety but you know as questions were posed in the in the gathering last night amongst i don't know 8 or 9 of us of varying ages i would say probably from mid 20s to i don't know early 70s mid 70s of of age ranges we all had the same common 
experience within the church, whether we have been in the church for, you know, 70 years, 47, like myself, born, you know, going to church, being in Christianity, or whether little background and you came in, born again, regenerated, embarking on your your journey only mere years ago, wherever we all fell, we all had this one thing in common, and that is simple. (laughs) None of us were discipled, like truly discipled, taken in under the wing of another individual who was more spiritually mature than we ourselves. Um, Now, I've had men in my life attempt to do this, and, you know, in their best efforts, like we all do, try to do these things we're instructed to do in the Word of God. But the fact is that that most of us are trying to implement something we've never been shown um, by people, by by parents or by teachers, by pastors. Um, you know, discipleship really doesn't take place in a in an organized church from pastoral leadership just because of just numerics. I mean, it's 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 numerically impossible for a pastor to disciple people because of the enormity of the demands upon them. It's just not conducive for that. Now, that doesn't mean it can't take place in the church. I mean, it can, but you have got to have a whole bunch of protocol in place. And of course, first and foremost, you've got to have a, a considerable amount of mature men who, even more than, than their maturity, they have to be willing to give their lives to, to such an endeavor. Um, and, and what I want to talk about today along these lines is, what do we do now? What do we do now with this issue of discipleship? Because one of the things we talked about last night that started kind of broad is, is, a, is a, a broad question of why do we do what we do? Why do we gather? Why does the body of Messiah even assemble? What's the purpose? What's the function? What's the goal? What do you think, you know, in, 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 in simple terms, just the question was posed, why do you come to gatherings in our in our sphere in our understanding it's shabbat gatherings the assembly the 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 convocation the gathering of of yahweh's people why do we do that what is what is it that draws you to a gather and b gather in in such a manner as you know where we fell as far as us in the room why do we prefer or how did the father lead us to gather in this form in this way in this structure and order and 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 it it was it had the great it had great intentions the best intentions but the problems within all of our thinking i would say was revealed in the the <laughs> the trouble with our answers because, of course, we all have reasons for why we attend church or go to a fellowship, go to a home gathering, go to a men's Bible study or a, a prayer time with other believers. You know why we do what we do. Of course, we have those answers. 
and those are fine and well and good, of course. That's just mere personal fact. But the, the real deeper issue is, what is our purpose? Why do we do this? Not what do we, what personally appeals to us, but what is the, the undergirding, undergirding purpose within why we gather with the body? And, and I, don't, I don't pretend in any way to, to cover an answer to this today. This would take, you know, we've talked about this in measure back when I did the um, blog back, man, 17, 18 years ago of unearthing the, the purposes within the gathering of, of the assembly, the, the ecclesia reality, the called out ones, the, 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 the importance of, of that verse when properly used of don't forsake the assembly. Well, there's a reason why we're told that, and it's because we individually cannot in ourselves arrive at truth in its multifaceted understanding when it's a singular approach or when it's just me and my wife. Um, we, of course, it's not that we're, we're flawed necessarily, although, of course, we are. But when you're in the gathering of the assembly, you get the multifaceted vantage points of the Word of God, of what the Spirit is saying to His churches, of just different ex- experiential context that anyone can speak out of that 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 maybe you have gone through and the father taught you something or something you've studied and I have not yet that's something that I am yet in ignorance towards or have just never personally experienced and so in the plurality of literal bodies <laughs> human beings of the gathering of the assembly is a is an expansion of what I just call just kingdom life, like walking out the the commands that we have been given and gathering information from others who are walking this journey alongside us and all of us in varying roles, functions, and places in our journey, even according to mere time and experience. And so we talked to great measure last night about a lot of things but but one thing has got to be the the absolute prevailing factor and we're going to get to that in a minute but we can all in our best efforts now attempt to do what we're told to do and not just told to do like a you know a a, a slave who's just bowing our head and hoping we get this right so that our our master isn't angry with us, but I mean, as an obedient son, like the suffering servant Yeshua Messiah, walking as he walked with a surrendered will. Willingly, now, a, a willing servant as a son, because the heart of, a, of, a, of an obedient son is to what? Do the will of his father. And it brings him pleasure to bring pleasure to the father. And so as we talk about things such as discipleship and what it even is, and we have to have Scripture define what it even is and not what we presume it to be or even what we want to do or trying to validate what we presently do. Because I found myself thinking, well, I disciple people 
and I found like this place in me saying, asking myself, like, am I doing this? Am I giving myself to this and the cost that it requires to to lose your life for the sake of the brethren as well? We've talked about that before in past episodes about, again, I know I'm referencing this all the time, but that July 4, 2019 message that I did called Freedom and Liberty from a biblical perspective. And again, this isn't political. It's just scriptural. The true freedom and liberty from the scriptures is that you've been set free from your body of death, from your your slave to sin, so that you can become a slave to Yeshua Messiah and the other members of the body. You become a servant. You were a servant of self. You were, in your previous condition, unregenerate rebellious you were a a slave to self everything that we did before was what about ourself self-preservation self-provision self-exaltation everything for the sake of self and when we come into the body of messiah if we're truly born again born of the water born of the spirit and we've truly entered into the kingdom we become a kingdom-minded people where the the understanding that we have towards what our life's call is now post Yeshua Messiah is now this isn't just merely all about me which is why there's such there has to be a rightful assault upon American Christianity which says this is all about you get you saved and then you'll be freed from drugs you'll get more money you'll get more blessing your family will magically be restored and and awesome and you'll be happy and you won't lose your job in fact you'll get a promotion and you know that's what we've all been told subliminally or verbatim one or the other and and so we perpetuate self we perpetuate a singular minded living and lifestyle but when we come into body of messiah we are shown in the scriptures and demonstrated clearly by Yeshua himself as the as the personification of of one who who lost his life um, for the greater cause the 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 invitation if you will to to humanity to come in and become a child of of Yahweh Elohim and and those that understood that principle realized this isn't about me anymore this is about the gospel. This is about the kingdom. This is about me exchanging my rights, my liberties, my freedoms that really weren't, <laughs> that really weren't, it's all a, a facade really, to what? To perpetuate a selfish lifestyle with no thought for others. But when we come into the kingdom, discipleship should come into play if we're truly walking this out correctly because we should have a desire for what I just call the multiplication of the kingdom. I've talked about this a lot now. Um, We talked about this, I believe, back in the series where we discussed what is man, Um, the the identity series. It's It's probably a year old now where we talked about our purpose and our function is is to duplicate perpetually repeat 
in literal bloodline generations the people of God reality the the nation of Yahweh Elohim that we are to go forth and multiply in order that again this word I like to use that the earth would be covered with more imagers of the Creator those who have rediscovered the likeness that they were first intended to to be in and so there should be a drive for discipleship in what we do yes amen absolutely it should be for lack of better words natural it should be a natural outflow of a regenerated Christ man the drive in us to again have the multiplicity of the kingdom we should have a drive in us to to share the word of our testimony to teach the scriptures and to invite others into themselves becoming in the lineage of Yeshua Messiah the bloodline reality that we should be postured and and ready in every opportunity that we're given to what perpetuate the kingdom to invite others in now walking alongside other people because you do realize that this has to look like something we're talking more than a a weekly phone call or you know an email or you know brother (laughs) make sure you text me if you feel like you want to look at pornography today we're talking about something much more involved than this and again I'm not saying throw all of that out I'm just saying like we, we barely dip our toe in a lot of things and then become convinced that we're becoming men who disciple others. Um, and a lot of times I think we're, we're really not doing that whatsoever, but by comparison, if we're doing anything, well, look what I'm doing. I mean, I'm discipling somebody. He knows he can call me if he needs prayer. But I think we're at a place in time. We'll begin to move this to a conclusion today. We'll keep this brief. Where I think that men within the body are going to have to be willing to step it up. To go without this and without that. To hang up hobbies. You know, because let's just be hard. If we have all these things in our life, everybody's so busy. I mean, everyone's so busy. Hey, do you want to get together? Oh, man, I wish. I'm doing ministry, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I've got a meeting, my whole week is booked, well, how about next week? Well, yeah, I'll have to let you know. And and the fact of the matter is, this culture has birthed such a busyness, even within the church, that we're busy getting a whole lot of nothing done, (laughs) of substance. We're treading water. The church is, is just trying to keep afloat And friends, that was never the goal. That was never the call, and that was never the instruction of Yeshua when he said, go and make disciples. And we can get busied with a lot of good things that seem godly and right, but are we we creating, making disciples? I do not do that well. And as I said, to revert back to where we started... I sat in a room full of mature men, mature spiritual men now, who had never been discipled, who had never been taught. 
I've been around men who attempted that by wielding their authority and oversight and instruction and counsel. It doesn't mean all their counsel was bad or that that their their function was not true, but men with God-given, God-assigned, God-ordained authority have a very heavy weight of responsibility of not wielding that in poor fashion. And so, where are we today in regards to discipling one another? And as any one of us involved in any gathering, assembly, any amount of people whatsoever, whoever we gather with, Whoever we assemble with, as we are instructed to do, we are commanded to not forsake the assembly. It's not a suggestion now. It's not a suggestion. It's a prerequisite for the people of God. We must seek out where we are to gather and who we are to gather with. And so when we do that, as we do that, however the Lord assembles that for us all, Individually, because it will all look different. It has to, because we're all in different places. Presently different doctrines. Different, you know, there's a, there is a, <laughs> there are plenty of flavors. And that's a whole other issue, but this is just fact. We have to equally hold this, and then I'll bring this to a close. Because when I woke up this morning, I was reflecting on my evening last night with these brothers. I felt convicted in my time with the Lord. I felt convicted that that myself and and for the most part all of us again in our best efforts now best intentions like we need to hear what the father's asking us to do to be how do we function? How do we do? How do we rightly hold in responsibility? and yet freed for Holy Spirit to be the absolute instructor, director, how do we rightly manage this endeavor? None of us, myself included, made it clear out of our mouths the overreaching peak, if you will, and the absolute purpose at the ground level, the foundation level. We need to first and foremost establish a foundation that we exist and we gather in whatever form it looks like, wherever it is, whether there's two or 200. How do we magnify the name of the Lord? How do we glorify Him? What is pleasing to Him? I I pray this with regularity and... But yet I'm still prone to forget it. Is a prayer that I believe is healthy and right and good to say, Father, what do you want to hear today? What would bring a smile to your face? Not what song I want to sing, not what sermon I want to listen to, not what teaching I want to, to study and give on a podcast. But Father, what would bring you glory today? What would bring you honor? What would bring attention to you and magnify we know the scriptural understanding of magnify what would expand your name your banner amongst us in our assembly 
in our lives? What would point to you and make your name great? And I just felt such, I felt, I did feel correction in that. Like, in our best efforts, any one of us can be prone to miss the most important reason we do everything. And this is the whole crux of this matter. And I know we've been talking about discipleship. But even within that, within discipleship, within evangelism, within helping the widows and orphans, within prayer, fasting, teaching, studying, any of these things, every single thing must be an outflow of the overreaching issue, which is how in the world do we magnify your name? How do we glorify your name, O great king? Because if we can make that a great unifier, and all of us are humbly in our proper place to execute that via our functions, our abilities, our giftings, I'm convinced things will go well. Things will go well for that gathering of people. We may not get it right. We absolutely won't. Full of mistakes and and misguided decisions, yes. But... If the, if the great unifier is we are going to gather and attempt the best we know how to magnify the name of the Lord, I think we're set up for true success. Success from a standpoint of all these things we're talking about, the, the body is, is, is on the earth now to do. I've said this for 20 years, like when I came out of rapture doctrine, why is the church still here? <laughs> if, if this rapturitis thinking is, is what we're told, wouldn't God just suck us up out of here when we're born again <laughs> and escape us out? Well, why are we left? Why do we yet remain? Again, because the seed is within us. The seed of the kingdom has been placed within us, and we are to cast that seed. We are to... Without getting too literal, we are to impregnate others with the seed of the kingdom. Why we have hope. Why we have something yet before us. Which helps us to take our eyes off of all this mess down here in a rightful sense. So friends, in regards to discipleship, evangelism, study, teaching, gatherings, church... Let your focus, may our focus be magnifying the name of Yahweh Elohim. He is the God of all gods. There's none like him. There's none beside him. Yeshua Messiah, the Son, left his highest heaven to descend down to become man. Equally God, equally man, wrapped in human flesh to dwell among us, to give us an example, a a natural human pattern, yet supernatural perfection to show us what? This is how you walk. And we are a people who are attempting, powered and fueled by Holy Spirit, to do what he did and walk as he walked. Why? To perpetuate the kingdom, which rightly exalts the name of Yahweh. 
Friends, let that be our goal. Let that be our fuel behind every single thing we do and don't do today. You've been listening to the Path to Zion podcast. We're rediscovering the ancient way. You can find us online 24-7 at pathtozion.com. You want an old school email notification? You can do that there. We are in every possible place you can download apps. SoundCloud, iTunes, um, Pandora, every single place you look, you should be able to find us and subscribe there. You can go to our YouTube channel at Path to Zion Podcast, and you can find tons of new videos. I think we've released at least 17, 18 videos in the past 30 days. Check them out. Look into what we're talking about and see if it finds any place in what the Father is speaking to you. Thank you for listening. Again, reach out to us at Path to Zion Podcast at gmail.com. Amen.